Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling a friend. I want to thank my guest, uh, Amelia, from the Catfish Plantation for coming on and telling us about her haunting experiences. Um, I had so much fun with the first um, series of ghost stories that I had to continue the saga. Um, I got a couple of late entries. Um, so sorry if I didn't get to your ghost story, but um, I had to sneak one more in there. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode of um, My Shitty Podcast with uh, Catfish Plantation. Without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Let's get it going then. <laughs> um, why don't we start with uh, you introducing yourself? Just yeah. tell us your name and what your profession is, what you do here. All right. My name is Amelia Landis Sparks, mm-hmm. and uh, my family owns a restaurant in Texas, Waxahachie, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Catfish Plantation, and it's in a old Victorian home, and it's Southern style seafood. Beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well. Tell me what your average day looks like here. What do you do? Our average um, day, we're not open every day of the week. We are partially open on like the weeknights um, because uh, since it is a small family-owned business, we don't get as much for lunchtime. And it is a sit-down restaurant, so uh, people normally come in for dinner or meals like to actually have a dining experience. We're rated uh, four stars on some places and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, we normally start out the day with uh, prepping everything. Uh, Most everything we do is hand battered and made fresh per order. And that's one thing we try to pride ourselves on is uh, that we're part of Go Texas, so we try to use fresh ingredients, locally grown, stuff like that. Nice. We go pick out all our own produce. We use Brahms milk because they have their private dairy farms. And then on top of that, the restaurant itself, since it is in an old Victorian home, it's a gingerbread style home, which mm-hmm. has the uh, fancy wood cuts and all that sort of stuff. The house itself is 128 years old. It was built in 1895 by the Byers family. Mm-hmm. So with it being so old, uh, it's also a haunted residence. Nice. Yes. Um, that's one of our uh, main attractions for tourists, so stuff like that. People come through, they come for the ghosts, and they come back for the food. <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh, unaware that you guys work so closely with like local farms and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, we That's try really to do stuff like that, and we do all of our recipes ourselves and our baking. My mother's a sh- uh, self-taught chef. Really? Uh, genius, pretty much. She's really good with it. She keeps nice. us afloat. She's done all of our recipes, pretty much. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. But... Uh, was it being the haunted aspect, people do come in to see ghosts and stuff like sure. that. So our busiest season is October, which we just got through. Yeah. And normally like a- on a uh, average night on a Saturday, we'll have like maybe a 45 minute wait if we're busy. But in October, we can reach up to a four hour wait Good to get God. in. <laughs> yeah, because everything's hand battered and they come to see the ghosts and stuff. Because we've been on a travel channel discovery food network and stuff like that and people are just so enthralled with that aspect yeah yeah i'm sure if they're not coming for the culinary aspect they're coming for the tourist aspect of the ghosts absolutely yeah because a lot of people are always wanting to look into the next world 
world and see something cool like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you ever have any problems with people trying to like break in after hours? We have had problems. People trespassing after hours. Yeah. Um, we had to close off the back uh, fence over there to, so people can't go behind the building because mm-hmm. people would go back there and try to hide and wait till after we're closed oh, so they can God. take pictures mm-hmm. because we used to let people just come and investigate. And a lot of people will do that while we're open. But a lot of people think uh, ghosts only come out during nighttime or October or a full moon, which isn't true. We've experienced activity like pretty much whenever but it's not all the time but I have personally seen things myself yeah but people will come in looking for stuff like that so we always uh, check the bathrooms and stuff and I've had people try to open the attic to go in there try to look for ghosts yeah. like the ghosts are going to be in the attic hiding <laughs> or something <laughs> what's um can you give some personal experiences of some things that you've maybe witnessed here oh yeah I've seen doors open and close lights turn off and on my family has owned this business since 2007 yeah so we've had it for a while and at first when we first bought it we're like oh ghost that's a great gimmick for a restaurant sure yeah until we started seeing things actually happen and we're like oh whoa hold on were you skeptical beforehand um i wasn't personally but my grandfather is like a senior scientist and he has degrees in mathematics and physics and all that sort of stuff so he's a very professional um uh straightforward thinking man yeah so he's like no 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 there can't be ghosts in here (laughs) Um, and until uh, he started seeing stuff and we'd come in the mornings and things wouldn't quite be where we left them and stuff like that but personally stuff that I've seen that is weird is uh, in the mornings we've come in and found silverware not where we left it mm-hmm. we found uh, uh, books in the floor and sometimes there was once um, people leave stuff at the restaurant all the time like hats, hoodies, wallets, purses kids leave toys all the time too yeah. Um, we had somebody leave like this little baby toy elephant, like for a little baby and have little chewy rings on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, since the house is so old, we have several spirits that, uh, uh, we have, or we have death certificates of the people who passed away here and through paranormal investigations, they've gotten like a proof of that, like through an EBP, which is electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I've actually got to sit through a lot of these investigations, which the EBP is basically a recording going on in the background of, uh, the uh, investigation to pick up anything that um, uh, the human ear might not hear. Yeah. Like when they're asking questions, they might not get an answer on their devices, but they might go back later and hear a voice or something. Yeah. Um, During one of these investigations, uh, like names like Lola Roller has come up, uh, Paul Richard, stuff like that. was the house being so old, those are people who actually passed away in the home or were related to the home in some way or another. One of them happened to be Paul Richard's daughter. She passed away about five years old um, from a birth defect of the heart. Uh And these toys, we were having a problem. We'd put them like in the toy drawer or kind of behind our uh, stand up there, our host stand and our table, just kind of put it away for lost and found purposes and we've come in in the mornings and found them in the middle of the floor and stuff wow yeah but it's kind of weird when you're the only people who have a key and you know you lock the door and you come back and things are not like you left them yeah but i have seen actual things happen in front of me like our swinging doors here in the restaurant most Mm -hmm. of the doors are uh swinging because it's a kitchen so yeah they're gonna move a little bit due to the suction of another swinging door moving sure so guests will see that and think oh it's the ghost 
but not always necessarily. If you just watch them, they'll move a little bit. But yeah. we have seen them come all the way open before. Mm-hmm. And it's not just me. So so sometimes when you see um, an experience, you're like, oh, wow, you doubt your sanity. You're like, am I crazy? Did that just happen? Yeah. You try to explain it away, but sometimes it's completely unexplainable. Like uh, we've had a uh, server have the door held open for her before while she was carrying plates. I did not get to witness that one, but two other employees did, and they were freaked out wow. by it. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. And then one personal experience that is my most memorable uh-huh. is uh, this was several years ago, and it was back when we still served lunch on the weekdays, and we were pretty slow, and I was cleaning the women's restroom, and mm-hmm. I had uh, got the men's restroom cleaned up, and I moved to the women's. I pulled out the trash bag and wiped down the counter and threw all the trash away. And uh, as soon as I turned off the lights and stepped into the hallway um, there, about to go into the kitchen with the trash bags, and I kind of paused for a second because I heard the water running behind me. And both sides of the faucets had gotten turned on. And that was the craziest thing I've ever had happen. I was like, did I turn those on? I was like, I didn't turn those on at all. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to take out the trash and then wash my hands. So I thought about it. Uh-huh. So I know I did not turn those on. But sometimes I still doubt my sanity. And I turned around. I turned them off. And I put the toilet seat lid down. I sat in there for a minute to see if anything else was happening. But nothing else did. And then I uh, went back to work. Wow. So. But it's not all the time. There's a lot of days with no activity. Yeah. And some days was a lot. Sometimes it'll be weeks. Some guests come in and they'll get disappointed. like, well, I don't believe it's haunted. I didn't see something. Sure. But some of the stuff that happens can be very subtle. I have been serving guests in a dining room and uh, saw something happen, and they were too busy eating and having fun and talking to even realize something happened. So they missed an experience. Yeah. In our middle dining room, there's a table right in the middle there, and there was a table of four, and I was serving them, and I was on the side of the room adjacent to the hallway bathroom door, Mm -hmm. which is just a normal door with the handle it doesn't lock it doesn't swing or anything like that and it's in the middle of the restaurant so there's no drafts and uh the door was ajar and i was serving them they told me that they were ready to order their appetizers and i said okay well what would you guys like today and then they started arguing (laughs) about what they wanted so they obviously were not ready to order Mm -hmm. so i was waiting i was like goodness gracious are you guys done yet and i was just staring past them because it was a long day and i was tired i was like come on guys let's go i'm hungry I'm, I'm tired. You're hungry. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get this going. Yeah. And, uh, I was staring past them and the door came open as if somebody was like pushed it to walk through and there was nobody on the other side of the door and I was looking around and then the lady's like, okay, I want onion rings. I was like, oh, okay. Anything else? I was a little distracted (laughs) at that point, but they didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever had an employee be like, that's it. I'm out. I can't, I'm not, can't finish the shift. Employees get scared. But I've never had anybody like do that because yeah. it's never like terrifying. It's just weird. Yeah. You kind of doubt yourself. You're like, did that just happen? We all look at each other like, whoa. <laughs> um, like uh, one thing that I've had happen was my host up front, Aaron. Uh, he's worked here for several years. We're all friends and family here. We've all known each other for a while or been in the business for a while. Excellent. And uh, our front doorbell has a bell mm-hmm. on it or our front door has a bell on it. And uh, when you open it, the bell will ring. Um I have been in this pub adjacent to the foyer and I've heard the bell ring and I've gotten up to go in there and my host also heard the bell ring and he came out of the dining room to uh, see if there was a guest 
because uh, we hadn't opened yet. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh gosh, somebody's trying to yank the door open because I've had people do that. And like, if they think you're open, they're just going to try to open the door. I've had some guy pull the door all the way open, like break the door because wow. he thought it was stuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was worried that was happening. And I go up there, there's nobody there. There's nobody in the parking lot. There's nobody in the foyer. I was here. He was on the other side at the other door. So there was nobody up there. They would have had to have walked past us. So yeah. We thought that was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah, but nothing terrifying. I have seen things that are startling. Like I've had plates fall off of shelves. Mm-hmm. And then we have this shelf in the kitchen where we put like these cookie racks. They're like metal racks that we use to stack fish on when we're icing it and washing it and stuff like that. And uh, we have them up on a shelf up there. And it's above the sink, and it's a three-compartment sink. And they're pretty far off the ground. They're probably like six, seven feet. And uh, we've had those fall off the shelves unexplainably, but they don't fall forward, like, just into the sink. I've had them go over the whole sink and into um, the middle of the floor in front of our uh, kitchen windows. Yeah, like an unnatural place for it to fall. Yes, exactly. Like, it did not just fall of its own accord. Like, it was thrown or something. It was carried a bit before. Yes. One time it actually went over the cook who was chopping fish. Uh Uh-huh. So that was a weird experience. And we're all... When stuff like that happens, you're not necessarily scared so much as baffled. Like, how did that happen? Sure. And then secondhand, we think, oh, that was the ghost. Yeah. 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 That's bananas. But nothing terrifying. I have had guests get up and leave after they found out that it was a haunted residence. Really? Yeah, because, you know, not everybody believes in spirits and ghosts. And right. Some people think maybe they're bad spirits or something like that, and they don't want to be associated with it. So I've had people get up and leave. And we've also, uh, like, gotten mail and stuff. Uh, like turn to God and you're not, you don't have ghosts. Like that's not real and stuff like that. But it's an unexplained experience of some kind, whether it's just like a kinetic energy, just bouncing around or if it's a human spirit, I don't know. Yeah. Definitely something's going on. And the investigators seem to get a lot of activity and guests have seen things. Employees have seen things. So it's reoccurring weird stuff. So crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever had like a seance or anything here to Um, like kind of... Not seances. We do like do, I, I think people like try to come in and do their own stuff. Like while they're, mm-hmm. I've had people bring investigative equipment mm-hmm. um, while they're eating and they take pictures. Like most of our evidence does come from guests. Yeah. I have two books in the front filled with people's personal experiences that go back to the 80s when the restaurant was first open. The restaurant itself has been here for 33 years in operation, which is a pretty long time for a uh, small business. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Any small business. Exactly. A restaurant especially. Yes. And and uh, we got it from our family friends, the bakers, and we've had it since 07. So those go back to when they first opened it. And they're filled with people's personal experience that written down, like, I saw something happen or pictures people have sent in to us or brought to us uh-huh. with orbs, faces, um, all sorts of weird stuff. And if they think it's interesting, we think it's interesting, we'll put it in our books. Because uh, we also work uh, closely with several investigative teams, like uh, Dallas Area Paranormal, which is a uh, ghost hunting group in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come down and work with us. Now, we don't do seances, but we do do after-hours ghost hunts in the summer in the springtime when it's good weather and the way those go down is people buy tickets to come to the after hours events and it's from 10 to 2 in the morning and dallas area paranormal comes down and we have hors d'oeuvres and drinks and stuff of course and they set up all their equipment so cameras throughout the whole dining room so people can watch and look for ghosts and they bring their k2 meters which read uh 
energy and stuff like that fluctuations in the room like electromagnetic fluctuations mm -hmm. so that's uh supposedly one of the things that ghosts can manipulate if they're around and uh, apparently they can manipulate the energy around the device to answer yes or no questions so they use k2 meters they use recorders cameras infrared sensors all that cool stuff and uh they teach the people who come to the event how to use the equipment how to investigate all the um uh history of the home and all that fun stuff. And we serve beer and wine while people are waiting too. So it's kind of like nice. a ghost mixer. It's yeah. Kinda, that's why we call it an after hours ghost party. Because uh -huh. it's really fun. It's fun stuff for sure. Yeah. But uh, we do that. We, we norm normally try to stick with the scientific side of things. Because if you have scientific proof of something, then that means something is really happening. Because you can go by word of mouth. Or, I saw this. I saw that. But when you catch it on camera, there's no denying it. Sure. I had a guy do it, come in and do an interview. Um, I can't quite remember what it was for. I think he was doing it for his college or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was filming me and uh, they were talking and stuff like that. And uh, no, no, no. It, I think it was a news crew. Okay. I've had a lot of people come in and do interviews like for small time news stories and stuff like Absolutely. that for the local area. Yeah. And they came in and they were here for several hours filming, talking to me, other employees, all sorts of stuff, just about stuff like we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. And they decided to test it. And they set up some traps and stuff like that, what people like or investigators like to call ghost traps, uh -huh. where like they'll set something weird up in a room and see if maybe it's messed with. Because one of the things that happens here that guests have experienced employees and investigators is silverware moving yeah. and on the tables we set silverware knife fork spoon with a napkin underneath and if it's not set up like that that's normally a little weird because we always all set it like that like I said earlier I've come into rooms the next day and a bunch of silverware is in the floor unexplainedly and that's weird or it's in the middle of the table mm -hmm. Or we found somewhere in a flower vase before, which is odd. Yeah. But what they uh, did, they set like a knife across a salt and pepper shaker. And then they set um, a little flashlight out. And then some other stuff like that. Like some sugar packets stacked against each other. See, so something easy for them to move. If they were going to move something, maybe they can manipulate it. And then they started asking questions while they were filming. And they say, if you're here, could you give us a sign? Could you make a noise? Could you manipulate something? And their flashlight turned on. Wow. And I was in the room for that. And they actually caught it on video. And uh, it was really, really neat. That was one of the really cool, hardcore pieces of evidence we got to see. And then they said, wow, they were all laughing. I thought it was great. And they said, could you turn the light off? And then the light turned off. Wow. And then they played with the light switch, or not the light switch, the uh, flashlight, and took it apart and, like, pressed the button to see if maybe it was, like, a little trigger-happy button or a defect. Yeah. And they couldn't get it to just come on by, like, shaking the table or anything like that. Yeah. Have you ever seen, like, evidence from somebody that coming in, like, oh, shit, that's where I put my purse every day. Like, I can't believe there's a, oh, no. Like, has there been a personal experience? I had a lady um, uh, send us forks back in the mail. And by <gasps> golly, they were my forks. Uh -huh. um, I don't see how she could have gotten that many unless she was going around in the dining room picking them all up at once, which one of the employees would have noticed. But yeah, 14 forks, a whole room worth like 14 settings like that's enough to fit in a room like when a room fits seven 
17, one fits 15, one fits 16. Our biggest room can fit almost 20. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just like small dining rooms. So it was enough to fill a dining room. And mm-hmm. she mailed them back to us with a letter, letter that once she got home, she was from out of town. She was like from Houston or something. Mm-hmm. She got home and looked at her purse and there was a bunch of forks in there. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, nothing really weird was our own personal objects. Uh-huh. Like uh, we've left stuff and we've come back the next day, like phone chargers, and mm-hmm. they're not where we left them. They're not plugged in or something weird like that. Or uh, we've come in and uh, when we first started serving alcohol, we had a big problem with uh, wine glasses breaking. Oh, really? Yes. One of the spirits here is Miss Caroline Moody. She passed away in the home when she was about 81, 82 years old in this room, actually, which is now our pub. And uh, she was a very devout Baptist woman. She did not like um, alcohol. Didn't like the hooch. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. No, she was against it. Um, (laughs) But uh, she wasn't for that. She was a very um, well-rounded southern woman southern baptist yes. your christian woman yeah yes nice. yes sir and uh um she passed away and uh she's one of the ones rumored to haunt here but we've had uh wine glasses break when we first got our tabc license we started serving beer and wine we moved on to having a full service bar later on we've actually congrats had a, by the way thank you yeah. we've had our full service bar for a year now this past october that's so great fantastic yeah yeah and uh i mean bad for the ghosts but really good for you guys really good for us and it was here let me finish the story it was really weird um it it relates to that the alcoholist serving it because uh she seemed angry like our wine glasses kept breaking we had a wine glass rack you know the hanging racks yes put the bottoms in Mm -hmm. come in the mornings and they have fallen off and we thought oh my goodness maybe it's unstable so we started keeping them on a table and then we came in the morning and there's still sometimes they'd be broken just like Somebody had pushed it off. Yeah. And then one time, several, several years ago, we've had our TABC for about six, seven years now. Okay. And uh, my mother was serving a table, and I was serving a table across the room. And I heard this lady scream, like, not like a horrified scream or anything. She was startled and glass broke. And I was like, oh my goodness, somebody broke something. Somebody cut themselves. Got to get ready to deal with this. Got to yeah. go get the first aid kit. Because I've had people hurt themselves and you got to deal with it. Sure, sure. Yeah. But her wine glass had broken on her table in front of her, her husband, and my mother. Wow. Yeah. And it didn't just like fall apart like the stem broke. The glass broke from the inside outward. Wow. Was yeah. there wine in there already? Yes, there was. Oh, yes, she got wine everywhere. Um, she started laughing immediately after because she thought it was hilarious because she had been dying to see something all night long. Oh, wow. So she thought she that was her it. experience. Now, yeah. I don't know if like if that was some weird natural occurrence or anything, but it certainly seemed paranormal to me. Yeah. And then uh, we're like, oh, my goodness. And then we moved our wine glasses into our dumbwaiter, which a dumbwaiter is like a... It, in old houses, they used to lead up to the second story, and butlers would use them to send food up and down. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a little uh, elevator for food and stuff like that. And they'd put a tray on there, and then they'd pull it up. And it used to lead to the second story, which is no longer there. It was originally built with a second story. Um, but that burnt off in the first decade of the house's lifetime, and they didn't rebuild it because... Uh, Second stories in Texas were not that practical. They yeah. really just built stuff like that for the grandeur of the home to show off to their neighbors as a political move, stuff like that. Yeah, keep it up with the Joneses. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And um, in 
England and Britain and other places, cooler countries, that was a good idea. Or further north in America was a great idea because heat would rise. But yeah. here in Texas, you couldn't use your upstairs in the summertime. Way too so hot. they just didn't rebuild it. Yeah. Uh, but they kept the dumbwaiter. So it doesn't go anywhere anymore. It's mm -hmm. capped off at the top. We put shelves in there. We keep our radio, our light switches, and our wine glasses in there. Um, we started keeping them in there because it's behind glass, so nobody can get to mess with them. We thought, well, they must be safe in there. Of course. And then me and my mother came and opened one day. It was about 9 o'clock, and then we go to turn on the dining room, light switches, like 9.45, something like that, for the wait staff when they get in. And there were three broken wine glasses, oh, and they man. were broken from, like, the inside outside. It wasn't just, like, the stem broke or anything. Like, yeah. the glass itself broke. And my mother got really angry. She was like, oh, my goodness. Because uh, <laughs> glassware is expensive. Yeah, Stimware especially stemware, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, champagne flutes, wine glasses, stuff like that would yeah. break. So we are like, oh, my goodness. We... Uh, she, like, started cussing. Uh -huh. She was really mad. She was like, gosh darn it, blah, 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 fudging, all that sort of yeah. stuff. And uh, we started cleaning up the glass. And she's like, she just started talking to the ghosts. Because at that point, we've had a whole bunch of investigations. We've been dealing with the ghosts for a while. Weird stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And investigators suggest you just talk to them. Like, if they're bothering you, like, stomping around at night or opening your cabinet, just ask them to stop. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they're people. Yeah. So they should be able to understand stuff like that. Like, if you're doing an investigation, and you're talking with them they just can't communicate back as well so that's supposedly one of the reasons they break stuff and do stuff like that makes sense yeah so we're she said miss carrie i cannot afford to buy any more wine glasses <laughs> and she was throwing the glass down in the trash can she's like i know you don't like alcohol but for us to keep up in this business as a restaurant we have to serve alcohol or nobody's gonna come yeah especially on weekends uh -huh. and she was went on this whole rant. I was just like, Oh my goodness. I was just going around her sweeping, cleaning yeah. up other things. Letting and her get then it all out. Yeah. And then we were laughing about it later. And then we really have not had that big of a problem since then. Nice. Very so nice. it seemed to have had a difference just talking to them. Yeah. Right before yeah. this, um, interview, uh, I did, uh, several ghost stories mm -hmm. with, uh, like personal stories that my friends have had. Um, and one of them was my friend Jonathan Terrell. He said that uh, he had a similar like conversation with mm -hmm. this uh, entity that was following him. Yeah. And he just said like, "That's it. Like you can't. You can't be doing this, you can't man. Be doing Leave this. me alone. Yeah. And Stop he... slamming my doors in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Weird stuff. Don't turn my bedroom lights on while I'm sleeping. It's creepy. That's right. Yeah. 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 He said just right after that, like it was. It yeah. No. No I've issues. Heard that like that. a lot of times. Yeah. With investigators and people who have lived in haunted houses, because the thing is, people come here because they think it's a novelty, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't even realize they probably lived in or been in a haunted house themselves. Yeah. Because we are not the only haunted residents in Waxahachie. The courthouse, the Rogers Hotel, a lot of the neighboring homes, bed and breakfasts, stuff like that, have rumors of hauntings as well. Because the house or the house in the town itself is just so old; people have passed away here. Yeah. And that's just something that's going to happen. Yeah. And there seems to be residual lingering energy from those people who uh, manipulate things and do weird stuff. Yeah, so, most definitely. Yeah, so we're not the only place. We just happen to be the one in town that is a restaurant that people can come in and eat and investigate and yeah. try to see it for themselves. Have you ever seen 
any jokers come in and like try and move napkins like oh, me i would I imagine sure if i can <laughs> i've had people play <laughs> pranks yeah of course uh, or try to scare each other uh-huh like i've had people run out of here screaming oh, but I... that's mostly because their husband tried to scare them and they almost peed themselves oh please tell me some stories about yes. that yes oh my goodness um uh i've had uh <laughs> one guy trespass behind the back of the house uh-huh. over the fences past the no trespassing signs yeah. to get to our side windows and i was serving um oh, no. tables in the next room it was a busy saturday night near october it was like september or something like that it was early on so we weren't decorated or anything yet yeah but uh that's how i kind of remember it being around that time and we heard this huge bang and my waitress in the next room dropped a bunch of people screamed. <laughs> she dropped to the ground. She's afraid somebody was shooting or something. It was oh, such man. a loud bang on the window. Yeah. We did not know what happened. She dropped a whole tray of drinks. Oh, that's yeah. an aggressive prank. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, everybody in the room screamed. We had mm-hmm. kids crying. Of course. All yeah. sorts of stuff. And, uh, I go out there and, uh, it was some young people who had tried to scare their family. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing back here? And then they start walking down the street. And I'm like, you guys cannot do here. I, do that here. I'm calling the cops. You're trespassing back here. Who are you? Yeah. And um, then that group left and picked them up later on, I guess, because they mm-hmm. walked away. They didn't come back into the restaurant sure. after they scared everybody that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also have had some pranksters come in there, teenagers. Yeah. And uh, I guess they're local teenagers. I don't know. But they came in... Um, on like a uh, slow Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. or Sunday afternoon, something like that. And, you know, we have ketchup, tartar sauce, all that cool stuff. Yeah. In the bathrooms, um, they took ketchup in there oh. and drew ketchup pentagrams on the floors oh, of those bathrooms. Yeah. And then we have a Cincy wax melter in the hallway of the bathroom. <sighs> they put ketchup in the Cincy wax melter and then they wrote, uh, tore up like a bunch of toilet paper and threw it all around. And then they left. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my waitress walked in the bathroom, like after she had checked them out, Mm -hmm. and then she saw this and she knew it had to have been them because there's like nobody else here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it was like the 86 year old uh, married (laughs) couple in the next room still having their dessert. It was obviously this group of four young people. Sure. And she was really angry. Absolutely. So my hostess uh, ran down the street after them. She saw them pulling out. She went out the door and she started waving them down. She went into the street after them. And then they drove away real quick and they stopped at the stop sign. And Uh she took pictures of the license plate. She was so mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Our our hostess at the time. Yeah. I'm sure the police department's very familiar with like. Oh, yes. You guys. Um, Just. As far as people breaking in. Yeah, I've never had anybody break in, but mostly silly pranks. We've had to call and get some drunk people removed and stuff like that because it is a restaurant. We serve alcohol. So I've had to get people removed before for drinking too much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's time to go. You always get some crazy people every now and again, like on a weekend. Absolutely. But uh, stuff like that. But also um, our alarm will sometimes mysteriously go off in the middle of the night and there'll literally be nobody here. I think sometimes the ghosts do it. I swear. Sometimes I've shut the door, locked it and I had set the alarm so I couldn't go back in. And then I hear this horrible crash in the dining room and me and my sous chef or, uh, or my mom or my grandfather, whoever's locking up, we're like, Oh my goodness. What was that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we unlock it, turn off the alarm and we look like a bunch of pots and pans just fell off a shelf unexplainedly. 
weird stuff. Like they're trying to like make me have to stay later. Like they think it's funny. Yeah. I think a lot of the activity is mischievous instead sure. of malicious. I think sometimes they think it's funny to mess with us. Yeah. And it gets uh, boring in the afterlife. You gotta. I mean, you gotta... <laughs> I'd imagine if you're here all the time, I wouldn't want to be at work all sure. the time. Gotta play a couple pranks. Probably is what it seems like. And stuff like that. But we've had the alarms go off while we're at home. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And we come up here, and the police said, we saw movement inside while we were standing on the patio. Or we were waiting for you to come in and unlock the door. And then they go in. There's nobody here. Oh, wow. Literally nobody. And the alarm went off, but all the doors were still locked. And they said they saw movement inside. Crazy. And I've had, like, officers like, oh, my gosh, that's the spookiest thing I've ever seen. And they're officers. Yeah. They're not supposed to be scared. Yeah. You know? They're supposed to be the brave guys. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to, to have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like... I think that I think we saw a ghost. Yeah, yeah. he's trembling. You're like, yeah. oh, it probably is a ghost. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's probably, mm, probably a ghost. Like... I, a lot of people are spooked by it and stuff like that. And they're like, aren't you scared? I'm like, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like in the movies. It's not terrifying. Yeah. They're not like otherworldly demons or anything crazy. They're just dead people. Dude, yeah. I'm more afraid of the living people because those are the ones <laughs> yeah. who are going to mug you and take your wallet or steal your car. The ghosts are just going to slam doors and turn lights off and on yeah yeah yeah, yeah nothing that's... horrifying really <laughs> yeah. startling sometimes though yeah um you mentioned going back and forth like from your house to check on the restaurant do you live close yeah. by yeah we live luxury? here like uh 15 15 minutes away that's not bad just kind of in the county outside of waxahachie texas do you have any uh issues at your personal house uh, no, not at my personal house, but we live in new homes right now. Okay. So nobody's like passed away there or anything, but I have lived in an older house here in Waxhatchee over on Brown street, kind of in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. And the house was from the twenties and that's the first house we bought when we moved here to Waxhatchee. Yeah. And I used to experience stuff there when I was little growing up and we've been in Waxhatchee for like 18, 19 years now. Sure. Like my family, not me personally or my mom and dad, but like my uncle and my grandparents. So we were in Waxhatchee a lot. And that was the, one of the first houses they bought. And I had a like experience, like doors closing, lights turning off and on. It used to scare me when I was little. But then it kind of just stopped and I never really noticed it anymore. But then uh, when they got the new houses, I started living in the old house there mm-hmm. with my roommates and uh stuff like that and uh we were paying all the bills there and i would experience like it would sound like uh, somebody walking or something like that or the lamps would get turned on and stuff like that and the little old lady who used to live there her husband passed away in the home like it's from the 20s like i have a double stack oven in that house that's olive green when we first moved into the house it had hot pink carpet throughout the whole house all the walls were pink wood paneling all that cool stuff yeah and uh so it is an older home, and uh, we would experience weird stuff like that. It wasn't just me. My grandmother would, too. And we kind of just were like, whatever. Because uh, we always, like, believed in, like, the human spirit and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's an afterlife. And uh, we were like, well, I guess it's just ghosts. And the little old lady warned us about it, like, beforehand. She said, sometimes my husband shuts doors and turns lights off and on and stuff. Oh, we're like, really? oh. We didn't really believe her until we saw it happening. Yeah. But my roommate used to get terrified. Oh. Yes. And uh, <laughs> apparently, they would act up the most when I wasn't home, because I'd grown up in the house for years. Yeah. So, like, I think maybe the ghosts were used to me. Sure. And then she moved in, and she started having weird stuff happening. She yeah. uh, wouldn't sleep with the lights off. You were no fun. They were like, oh, this one doesn't respond as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I think they started messing with her and uh, she said she'd hear footsteps yeah and one time she was uh, in the bath or not the bathroom uh, the 
hallway there next to the bathroom and the kitchen and her bedroom. And uh, she went around the corner, opened the fridge, and there's tile floor, and the whole house is wood floor and tile. So you can hear when people are walking. And she heard footsteps hurriedly walking towards her, and then they stopped. And she dropped her wine. She was terrified. Then she called me. I was staying over at my mother's house that night. She's like, Amelia, the ghosts are messing with me. They do this every time you're gone, and I don't know what to do. (laughs) I said, just tell them to stop. Yeah. Come and leave you alone. Yeah, did she have that conversation? Yeah, she did. Nice. Yeah, it, it seemed to die down a little bit after that, but they used to really mess with her when she first moved in. Wow. Like shutting her door and stuff like that. Like her door would be open and then it would just get shut. Can you conjure up something like that? Some, like doing, by doing the opposite, like talking I mean, to a spirit? Probably. Like people do that during investigations. You ask, is anybody here? Would you like to talk to us? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, I think they're responsive and you can engage with them because if they're dead people, then they should be able to understand you if you're like in America and it's like a dead American or something like that or they speak English. Like, maybe not if you're in a foreign country and they uh, died and they didn't know the same language as you possibly. Like, that could be a problem possibly that... I've uh, heard of arising, like um, people investigating in foreign countries, like you know how uh, uh, ghost hunters like did the international program and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. where they investigated like across the world, like temples and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, like apparently, like if you don't speak the same language as the spirits, then maybe you won't get a response. <laughs> yeah, the spirits so, like oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't speak <laughs> that. I don't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> so same thing was like uh, like uh, spirits in Mexico or stuff like that. I've heard that before sure so, i mean that's the only the language barrier yeah language sure. like a legitimate language barrier because yeah. they're just supposedly dead people so that that could if they had that problem in life they'd still probably have it after life most definitely and i think the same goes for like people's personalities like uh you know people investigate uh hospitals insane asylums prisons stuff like that they're like oh these spirits are so violent there must be demons here well if they were a bad person when they're alive they're probably not going to be much nicer when they're dead yeah yeah so like the spirits here, um, uh, friend, uh, just family members who lived in the home and passed away. No, like crazy people or anything weird like that that we know of. So I think that might be why it's just mostly mischievous activity, nothing scary. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That you've also instilled my faith in uh, Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, because I may have to speak Spanish in the afterlife. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. See, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you? What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> not just not just for my vacation in Cancun. I've oh, got yeah. yeah, I got to use it afterlife as well. Possibly. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, I don't know the answer. I don't know what happens when you die. Who so, knows? but yeah. apparently, uh, there's some sort of weird afterlife that a ghost can interact with us, or some sort of energy of some kind. Yeah. So, and you know, also my grandfather's a senior scientist and mm-hmm. he has all these degrees in physics. There's one thing he's always agreed with us on is that energy never dies. It always changed forms. Yeah. Like I can... energy doesn't just dissipate. It keeps moving forward and our brains are made of electrons and energy inside of us that make our brain work, that create us as a person, as a personality. And when we die, supposedly um, people are starting to be able to track that energy and see it disappear at the exact moment of death. And that's supposed to be maybe the human soul. Yeah. So who have knows? Ever, have you ever heard the, I think it's 28 grams theory? That yes, the 28 grams that leave your body whenever yeah. you die. And All nobody... sorts of cool stuff like that. And it seems to be able to be proved by science. Yeah. So. Yeah. Something there for sure. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You can measure so that. Like, energy okay. never dies. So uh, I guess... 
human spirit could be made of energy. Yeah. Who knows? Mufasa said it the best. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, uh, good old uh, Lion King. Oh, um, yeah. so you mentioned briefly before uh, that you got um, some flack from like religious groups and such. Sometimes. Like yeah. I have had like, like just, you know, not normal people, but like some people are crazy and some people <laughs> take stuff really seriously. Yeah. And I've had people come in and tell me that my restaurant and is full with demons and mm-hmm. that I'm a devil worshiper. Really? I have been told that to my face by a customer and they're like, you know, I don't know what religion you are, but if you're going to put up with all this sort of stuff, I'm like, I believe in God and the human soul and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm a good person. <laughs> and uh, they're like... Well, you can't be if you harbor devils in your business. I'm like, I do not. Yeah. I was like, do you still want your fried pickles, sir? <laughs> I'm still trying to be nice and do customer service and all that sort of sure. stuff. I was like, oh my goodness, I got four other tables to take care of. This is your to-go order. Yeah. And I literally asked him. I was oh, like, wait, well, people get like to-go orders, and as they're walking out backwards, they're like, hey, I yes, this you're the just, devil. This gentleman did. I mean, not everybody, but you do sure. get the occasional person who does. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he did that, and I was like, he said that, and I said, well, sir, I don't know about all that. Do yeah. you still want your fried pickles? <laughs> and people say stuff to me like that, not knowing I'm the owner. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. And it's just kind of funny. They're like, how can you stand to work here? Who owns this place? <laughs> and sometimes I just don't even tell them, so they'll yeah. leave. So don't You're like, I don't know, some crazy lady. Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure she's a devil worshiper. Yeah, no, I don't say that. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't believe. I don't know about all that, sir. You know, the customer's always right. You just agree with them and move sure. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes, uh, like, I've had uh, waitresses get tipped in Bible verses and stuff like that, which I think that happens other places too. Sure. But it'll be like, thou shalt not worship for false idols. Yeah, it'll be a very specific yeah, Bible like, verse. Or, yeah, or uh, uh, do not dwell where demons are and stuff like that. And we're like, that's weird. That's bananas. Cause yeah. they probably lived in a haunted house themselves yeah. and didn't even know. Yeah. They're probably all yeah. in your church. Yeah, you know, yeah. Don't so tell them how many people knows? passed away there. And then we also get people who really believe in it spiritually. We get people from all over the U S sure. um, we get people from uh, different countries. We've had Japanese tour groups come through. The only reason they came to Waxhatchee was to come to catfish plantation, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, we get a lot of people from Canada all over. Nice. And I, I've had people from Florida, Washington, New York, and the only reason they stopped in Waxhatchee was to see Catfish Plantation. Like yeah. they're driving to Austin or cross country or something, mm-hmm. and they come to see this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting sometimes. It's an awesome little niche you got going yeah, there. That's yeah. great. So it's it's good, but we get all sorts of people. We get every sorts of person in the world, basically, like all personalities, religions, all sorts of stuff. It's great. And we get uh, like the new religious people coming in and uh, very spiritual. And they're like, this is so fantastic. It's so great that you're normalizing it because, you know, if spirits are real, then it's a part of everyday life. And some people are afraid to talk about that. Some people are afraid of death and stuff like that. So uh, we get people coming in. They're like, wow, this is so fantastic. I once had a lady come in, and she was a cancer patient, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said that we gave her hope that her soul has somewhere to go after she dies. Oh, nice. And she hugged me and said, thank you. This has been one of the best experiences ever. She'll be back for dessert. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's really cool. So it seems to make a big impact on people because it also... 
helps educate the public about paranormal investigations and stuff like that. Sure. And we also educate the public about old homes like this. And then the food itself. A lot of places don't do all their stuff hand-battered. Yeah. We are home-style, so sometimes the food might take longer. Mm -hmm. And you might have to wait like we normally have a wait on the weekends and stuff like that. But it is because the food is worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's quality going into the yeah, food. Exactly. It's not just a gimmicky... Um, yeah. I don't know, haunted house. Yeah, yeah. I hope to feed you guys something before you go too. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. But hand battered makes the whole difference there, because like I said, they come for the ghosts and they come for the cool experience or the stuff like that. Like here in October, um, during October, we have a whole bunch of cool stuff going on because we'll have a four-hour wait. I had tarot readers, carriage rides, Merlin the magician. Very nice. Um, he came awesome. in and was doing magic and all sorts of stuff. And we have the patio open. We have a full-service bar. Try to like give people a good experience. Yeah. And we'll do the after hours ghost hunts and then we'll do like a uh, private events. Like we had a monster bash Halloween buffet on Halloween night it was by reservation only. It was a buffet it was like boar sausage, venison, quail, all sorts of cool stuff. And everybody comes in dressed up because the whole months of October, the whole restaurant is decorated mm -hmm. and the whole staff dresses up the whole month. That's so awesome. That's our busiest season. Yeah. So that's when a lot of people come because a lot of people only think of ghosts during October. Yeah. So that's when we gear up and get ready. We can make most of our money in October. And then in April and May, there is the Scarborough Renaissance Festival here in town. And we advertise with them. And we get a lot of cool people from there as well. Absolutely, Which yeah. the Renaissance Festival is a really cool place. And it comes with like-minded like people who are in this sort of thing. And since that brings tourists, they'll go to Scarborough Fair and then come to Catfish Plantation. So that always is really fun, too. And you get to see all sorts of cool people in costume. Yeah. How people come in dressed as fairies and their kilts and their corsets yeah and during that time we try to do special events too like uh like while people are waiting we'll do glitter tattoos and try to make it fun for people nice we also will have uh, vendors sometimes like uh people selling jewelry stuff like that during our busiest season like several people have uh we've been in several books as well like mm -hmm. haunted north tech north texas all sorts of stuff and then michael graves who is a really great writer friend of ours who writes children's books and does angel photography um, he actually has gotten uh, pictures of spirits here. Oh, nice. And he put together two books about the catfish plantation. You can actually go look at those books and see his photos, which are great examples of the sort of things you can capture during investigations. Where can so, we find that book? Um, uh, you can Google it, Catfish Plantation, Michael Graves. Okay. That is his name, and he is a great guy, and we've known him for years. We've been working with him since 2010, so he's gotten all sorts of great pictures. Awesome. And then you can also find stuff about us on YouTube. Of and course. our website, www.catfishplantation.com com, and that's also where you can buy tickets for our special events and you can check in with us about stuff like that we also have social media we have an instagram of course where we put pictures of all of our baking and all that fun stuff and like our halloween decorations like we make a lot of the decorations ourselves Great. like uh later on when you guys uh, get to take a look around we have them all up still like this year we have three different rooms that are dining rooms so we always do different themes sometimes deal de los muertos black plague french revolution all sorts of stuff this year we did a french revolution 
execution room uh-huh. where we built a guillotine and we have like this ghost doll that's like a Catherine's doll. It's a really nice mannequin doll. And then we have like a severed head in a basket next to the guillotine and we have like a Viva La Res- Revolution and all that sort of stuff around the room. And then the next room over is the Black Plague Room because that's kind of scary. Like the French Revolution was terrifying. Oh, absolutely. People getting their heads yeah. cut off. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's real Halloween. That's scary Most stuff. Most definitely. And then we have uh, the Black Plague Room which is also pretty scary. For sure. Scary stuff like that. And then the next room, our very front room, is a nautical themed room, and we made giant kraken tentacles that I actually made myself and painted. Cool. And a jellyfish up there, and we get up there and decorate the whole thing. And you can see all of our stuff like that on Instagram. And nice. We also have uh, Snapchat and stuff like that as well. Awesome. So really neat awesome yeah. very cool very cool i'll include uh those links um yeah, on this sure. website on this website on this episode yes. um so that it's easy for people to, to click yeah because it's really cool because it keeps you up on stuff like that like we also have specials like mm-hmm. since we do have a full service bar um we're closed mondays and tuesdays but wednesdays through friday we open at five to nine yeah and wednesday and thursdays all night is happy hour with all alcohol and then we have like 10.99 or you can eat catfish because we try to make it affordable to where people can have good food yeah and a good experience and be able to afford it absolutely because uh we're we're considered a four-star dining experience but we're really not any more expensive than you know any other place sure so we're serving seafood and we try to make it affordable so people can come and enjoy themselves i love that and then uh all weekend we run specials like uh since we do everything homemade we have the opportunity to experiment with our food and stuff like that awesome like uh my sous chef and my mother they're very gifted cooks um they actually made a special this year pumpkin seed encrusted catfish on a bed of sweet potatoes it's black and catfish it's really good and then a pumpkin fries we cut and gut and fry our own pumpkins like during the whole month of october we have a pumpkin patch that people can come and take a look at i'm sure you probably see some of the pumpkins still out there yeah it's just november so people can come by them take pictures all sorts of stuff but we use our own pumpkins to make our great pumpkin dessert which is like a pumpkin pie cobbler and the fried pumpkin fries which we serve with white chocolate sauce those things are addicting they're like <laughs> fried strips of a pumpkin pie it's really hard working at a restaurant where sure. all the food is so good and you know exactly what going into it so you're like oh that's that's the good stuff yeah <laughs> it's really like... hard not to be obese here <laughs> yeah, it's yeah that's a good good sign of a good restaurant oh, yeah. uh well-fed staff exactly <laughs> um well, this is the part of the uh the show where i kind of like uh, step away from my questioning mm-hmm. and if you have any questions for me or if you've got a, a story that you'd like to share um or uh anything that you want to plug um uh for anything coming up in november uh, yeah. that's when this uh, episode will, will, um, be aired. But, um, yeah, if you've got anything that we didn't cover, this is, this mm. is your opportunity to, to take the mic and run with it. Okay. If awesome. not, then, uh, I'll, I'll take the, I'll step right back in there. Thinking a little bit about that, but I mean, all of our specials, of course, Wednesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. all night is happy hour. So those are the best nights to come in because Fridays and Saturdays, sometimes it's so busy. You can't even get in. Like yeah, I said, in crazy. October, two to four hour waits some night. Sure. But November, December is a great time to come. We will be closed for about a week and a half during Christmas because, you know, it's not worth being open. Sure. Nobody's yeah. really going out no. to eat. Um, we do close on no uh, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But those are a really good time to come because we do decorate for the holiday 
holidays cool. and play Christmas music and the whole staff dresses all festive. So I love that. it's really fun because since we are a private place, we do get to have some freedom about how we dress and yeah. what we do. A little more luxury, a uh, little more luxury, a little more um, wiggle room than, yeah, a, than a corporate exactly. restaurant. Exactly. So we always dress festive Christmas hats and we're playing Christmas music in the dining rooms. We put up a Christmas tree so and we try to do Victorian style decorations to go with the 1895 home yeah, yeah that's so awesome really cool stuff like that very cool yeah very and then cool it is also one more thing i'd like to say please is that the house um is related to paul richards um so he's a famous baseball player yeah yeah he was raised in the home he uh is the one i was talking about earlier that his daughter passed away in the home and he is related to the buyer's family who originally built the restaurant and the house was originally built on a small farm so mm-hmm. they own some of the properties around here and around the so like you know it was sectioned up and divided now there's other houses and stuff like that but the buyers family originally built it well buyers passed away in the home their mother and their grandmother passed away in the home so those are some of the spirits that are rumored to haunt awesome and paul richards being a part of this is one of the things that really helped keep us going because we have baseball fans who come in yeah and stuff like that and he has his own little park not far from here and stuff like that so we've had all sorts of cool things through that as well so people are really cool cool into baseball and stuff yeah we have uh, that history as well so it's chalked with history not just the ghosts not just the food not just it being old but also paul richards yeah yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. that's amazing um so last but not least mm-hmm. uh i always end with a poop story just because it gets a little heavy oh, yeah. i don't know how deep into the podcast you got you said you were listening a little bit earlier yeah. but a lot of times people just listen to the beginning and they don't get to the end the, uh, the good part the yeah, poop story yeah the poop yeah. story um I so those. Do you? I also have some vomit stories. <laughs> you want both? One, two? Yeah, give okay. it give it to me. Well, I'll start with the vomit stories. Okay. Not as bad. Well, in our middle dining room, which our dining rooms, we call them A, B, and C. Okay. So in dining room B, which is the middle one. Um, you did your homework, by the way. Hats off to you. Nice oh, yeah, work. <laughs> thank you. And uh, uh, we had uh, my roommate at the time right now, actually. Her name's Marietta. She's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We've known each other forever. She's worked at the restaurant for a long time. She's this really funny person, but she's a very sensitive person. She cannot stand vomit and gross stuff like that because yeah. she'll vomit herself. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened is there was a table of six, and there was two younger people. Um, they're probably like 15, 16, and then one was like 14, and then it was the parents. So it was a family here to eat. The 14-year-old boy wasn't talking much. Uh-huh. And they brought their food out and stuff. And we <laughs> served this Cajun cheese sauce, which comes with the crab cakes. And my waitress came out, and it looked like there's cheese sauce all over the table oh, no. and the carpet. But what had happened is this, like, 14-year-old boy vomited everywhere. <laughs> oh, we had to shut down the dining room and call the carpet cleaners. Yeah. It was like projectile vomit. There um, was an exorcism here, too, as well. Uh, it <laughs> seemed like it was that much. And it was really silly because the kid was like a teenager so he probably knew he was going to vomit but I guess he couldn't make it because yeah. you know, sometimes that happens sure. they actually vomited on the table next to them oh, which was a wow. table for one just one lonely guy oh, no. eating after work or something <laughs> and then they didn't even talk to him and they didn't help us clean it up 
we had to clean it up ourselves. No. And then we comped the poor guy's meal who got his food vomited uh, on. That was next loses. to them. Yeah, everybody yeah. lost. <laughs> and they didn't even talk to them. And the poor guy was like, oh my goodness. No. I was like, let us take care of your food, yeah, man. Yeah. That it's... was a bad experience for everybody. For sure. So the next day we had to call the carpet cleaners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was great. And then I have another one. Here's the poop story. Okay, great. So, you know, we have two bathrooms, a man's and a woman. Uh-huh. We're actually voted like cleanest bathrooms in Very like clean Ellis bathrooms. County. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we, we, we pride ourselves in being clean. Of course. Like since we're a small place, we're able to keep stuff really clean. Most and, definitely. Uh, take care of all of our stuff. And we pride ourselves in that. But um, we check our bathroom periodi- periodically throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a young bus boy. He was like 16 or something. And he goes into the men's restroom and he comes back out and he's like, um, and he's like white face. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, there's poop in the sink. And I was like, what? Some man had shit his pants and then, uh, put the underwear in the sink and left. Oh no. Yeah. Like a whole, why not the trash like can or something? Yeah, just throw yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna use it no, later. No, no, no. And I have one more to <laughs> yeah. top it off. Now this one um, happened in the women's restroom. Okay, and it was horrifying for everybody involved. Um, I had one waitress um, go in there, and we were really busy. It was like a Saturday night or something, and she comes out of the bathroom, she's like, "Oh my gosh!" and had her hand over her mouth and acted like she was gagging. And I'm like, "What happened? Are you okay? Are you throwing up? What's yeah. wrong?" She's like, "The bathroom. I can't," because she was afraid of blood. And she goes into the women's restroom, and the whole toilet seat is covered in blood, like somebody oh. took their menstrual blood oh. and painted the toilet oh seat. Oh my God. Wow. And then left. You think they're just being like crazy? Like I think so. A, yeah. I mean, what kind of normal person would do that? <laughs> I don't know. And it's weird because then you go back out in the dining room and you're looking around like, is the person who did this still here? You yeah. can't just go out there and be like, who did this to my bathroom? Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, who played Bloody mortified. Mary? <laughs> yeah. Mortified. You're like, oh my goodness. Oh. So then we got bleach and gloves uh-huh. and we had to stop what we were doing and go clean it because yeah. most of the girls couldn't do it because they were too queasy. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> oh my God. Finger painting in the ladies room wow wow so those were my cringy stories there (laughs) oh that's fantastic i like how we covered like dining room men's restroom and women's restroom we got all all, we got all the areas yeah gross stuff has happened all over (laughs) that's amazing well thank you so much amelia for for coming on with us yeah i had a blast thank you very much that's it for us play us out shitty ukulele Yeah, we're good. Nice work. Awesome, yeah.